0: hey girl it's mama dre here with hey guys mama jen here we are the soul-based mamas inviting all women getting in tune with themselves their higher power that passionate maternal and divine feminine energy we are both healing growing and living this journey every single day and we invite you along for all of it Exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. And then she has yeah. to say something yeah. to her. See, you yeah. do too. And then you're Yeah, that's me and my husband. Oh, Happy Podcast Day. Happy Podcast Day. We're here today with Mama Jen, producer Luna, and we have an awesome, awesome guest, one of our friends, Miss Desiree from Chopped Up Cherries Embroidery. For those of you who don't follow her or know her. Follow her on Instagram and get to know her. She is someone you definitely need in your life. Yes. We're so happy to have you here. Hi, Desiree. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me, you guys. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Oh, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> so, um, a little bit to our listeners who don't know you what is it that you do? What is chopped up
1: cherries embroidery? Um, my business specializes in embroidery and screen printing. Um, vinyl, stickers, sublimation. I have 15 years experience and I am located in the city of industry.
0: Ooh, yes. Um, how old is your business?
1: Um, this year, my business will be turning seven years
0: old. Ooh, that's like, very <laughs> shows, like a very magic. sorry. That was yeah. like very excited, huh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a magical number. We like the number
0: seven here, yes. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what inspired you to create your business?
1: Uh, actually I, I never intended on having a business. I got fired from my job. So that's how I started. Uh, when I got fired from my job, it was completely a surprise to me. I I got fired on my day off. Like, you know, like ice cube did in the movie Friday, like, how are you going to get fired (laughs) on your day off? You know? (laughs) But yeah, I got fired on my day off. So, uh, one of my coworkers ratted me out and told my boss that I had an embroidery machine. So, because of that, they let me go for con- conflict of interest. Okay. So, I got my last check after I paid everything. I had $14 left, and I didn't know how I was going to survive. So, I decided I was never going to get fired again, so I decided that I was going to start my own business. So,
0: be your own boss. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. That's how it yes. started.
2: Yes. Yeah. I love that
1: so much.
2: I've heard like I've heard you talk about it in terms of like where you started like you were literally in your garage
1: yeah I was in my parents garage and the first day that I walked in there um I was in the like a little tiny corner in my parents garage and my dad's wheelchair was my office chair because I literally had no money to afford a chair and it was super ghetto but to me it wasn't like it wasn't ghetto to me like I was like this is mine you know and I remember closing my eyes and just envisioning having like a office on the beachfront even though I was in like a corner of my parents garage My mom's dogs were in there, so I was constantly sneezing all day long, but it was mine, and nobody told me what to do. I didn't have to clock out for lunch, and yeah, that's how I started.
0: I love it. I love that. Um, What challenges did you face? I mean, you obviously shared, like, you started this business with $14, essentially.
1: Yeah. Well, pretty much everything... That can go wrong went wrong. My, my father at that time was rapidly diger- digressing from stage four terminal cancer. So that was really hard for me. I had found out the person that I was living with was cheating on me. Um, I had just bought in a car. My car ended up getting repoed a few months later because I couldn't afford it. Um, yeah, it, it, every, it was just really hard for me at the time. I was mm-hmm. just going through everything that I could possibly go to. And on top of that, there was an earthquake that day. So, every, I mean, my whole life was, was like- falling apart in front of me so yeah financially emotionally physically everything that that could go wrong was going wrong in my you know when it came to my business
2: how would you say like during that time like you approached it
1: I just I approached I approached it pretty fearlessly um because I knew that that failure wasn't an option for me so Mm -hmm. I worked 127 days straight 15 to 18 hour days and Eventually, I ended up getting an account with Frito-Lay, and that is what landed me some pretty good money, and I was able to get into a shop.
0: Yeah. wow, That's really badass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, anyone listening, <laughs> if she can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I think we're all getting inspired at this table right now. Um, what are... Oh, sorry. Um, I'm jumping the gun. Um, what helped you, like like jen asked you and you answered like you handled it like fearlessly what do you think helped you do that was it your support team like around you or what was it that because some people like i'm listening to you and i'm like oh my god like most of us would just throw our hands up and go get a job wherever and give up like yeah like
2: having like that fearless approach to it where did that come from like was that, you know, like, is it something that was ingrained in you? Mm-hmm. Is it like, because I look at how some of us would approach it, and I tend to be more like, well, maybe we'll try that next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, yeah, it's easy like, to it's go into a...
0: questioning everything, right? We're going to question our worth. We're going right. to question if this is what, you know, like just questioning life. You know, it, you can go into a really dark space.
1: Right. Well, I, had, I have two parents that um, were very spiritual in my life. So when I lost my job, the first thing that I did was I went to my parents' house, and I talked to my dad. And I walked in, and I started crying, and he was like, what's wrong with you? Because, you know, at that time, I, I never really cried. So he knew something was wrong, so I told him that I lost my job, and then my dad started crying. And I was like, okay, why are you crying? You know, like I was really confused, but he told me he was crying because he knows what it's like to also get let go. So one thing that he told me that I will always remember, um, he told me a verse and I actually have this verse tattooed on the side of my head and it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And the verse is for, I know that the plans I have for you says the Lord plans to prosper you and not harm you and plans to give you hope in the future. So that's where my, my faith came from and I knew that I can do it. So after that, I knew I had to go tell my mom. So I walked outside and I told my mom and my, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know like how I'm going to pay for all my stuff. And there happened to be a, a hummingbird um, mm. outside on a flower. And she was like, look, Des, she's like, look at that hummingbird. That hummingbird is not worried about where it's going to get its next meal because he, he that hummingbird knows that God's going to provide. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's where I knew that everything was for me and nothing was against me. And that's how I knew that I was going to be constantly provided for because I knew that there was a purpose bigger than myself. Mm.
0: I got chills, man. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for those of you who do follow Desiree, um, you obviously know that she is a huge advocate for mental health. Um, one of the things that I love about you is your openness um, you're not afraid to touch on subjects regarding alcoholism, therapy, healing the ups and downs. Um, you're having a good day. You're going to share it. You're having a bad day. You're going to share it. What inspired you to be so open?
1: Well, I just, I've always been pretty transparent and pretty open my whole entire life. And I'm really big on authenticity. And there, there are times that I feel like maybe I'm, I'm sharing too much, but, I get a lot of DMs from people that I don't even know, people that, are, that may have struggled with alcohol, people that have anxiety, depression. Um, so when I get messages like that, it helps me to be more open and more transparent. And I just really feel like going through um, therapy, you really just learn how to be more of yourself, and that's what it really mm-hmm. is about. So when I put something out there, I just I want it to be raw, and I want it to be me. And if the person doesn't like it, then obviously they don't like it who i am and we're not gonna vibe so you know yeah yeah
0: there's an unfollow button (laughs) 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 Uh, um, so what are some self-care excuse me self-care tools that you use to stay grounded and focus in your business while you are also in this journey of healing like do those ever like cross you know because i know for me personally sometimes if things are up in flames personally. It's kind of hard to show up business wise. So what is, what are some tools that you can share with us to kind of,
1: well, one of the biggest tools that I have learned is journaling. Journaling was really, really huge. And I want to credit Jen on that because Jen was (laughs) the first person that introduced that into my life. And when she did, I didn't really understand how powerful it was, but now I can, um, you know, I can just reflect back on my journal and see how far I've come. So I really think that journaling is really big. And the, the second thing I think for self-love is um, taking baths. Like, I hadn't taken, like, an actual bath, like, since I was, like, seven. You know, and now I'm just, like – like, I have, like, a full-on routine. Like, I have, like, lavender and, like, bath bombs. And, you know, one one time when I really, really self-cared, I was like, okay – I wonder if I could eat a slice of pizza and take a bath. Yes, <laughs> and so yes. Yeah, so that happened and yeah, it w it Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so it's pretty cool.
0: Ladies get on your to-do list for twenty twenty, okay? We need um a meme of you, Desiree, in your bathtub with a slice of pizza like self care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag self care.
1: That's how I knew.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um You know, obviously, like we're talking and I I mean, I would call you and consider you a mental health advocate for sure. Did it get easier for you to share like the more that like you mentioned, like being in therapy um, or did you always kind of share prior to therapy? I shared,
1: but I was limited on what I shared. I shared my party life. That's what I shared. I didn't share my feelings. I shared the fact that I was at a cool club or I was bottle service somewhere, but I didn't share my, I didn't really share my pain so much because I didn't know that I actually wasn't so much pain.
2: Where would you say was like the turning point where you realize like, fuck, I need to change something like this is not going to work for me.
1: Um, I had a really bad anxiety attack and I thought I was having a heart attack. I had no idea what anxiety was. Um, I know somebody that had anxiety, and I would often make fun of him because I was like, I I called anxiety little bitchelitis because I was like, oh, God, get over it. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's so lame until I got diagnosed with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I went to the doctor, I literally thought I was having a heart attack. They did all these tests on me, and he came back and said, you have anxiety. And I was like, no. Like like that's stupid anxiety is so lame. You know, I just really, really didn't understand, you know, the power how, how how debilitating it was, you know. So that was my turning point was when my body really started reacting and I felt like I was not in control. Mm-hmm. So that's when I knew I needed to get to get help.
0: Um, would you say that you still struggle with anxiety? Yeah, definitely. Uh, um what are ways do you, what ways do you combat
1: that um educating myself on what anxiety really is really helped me on um breathing exercises walking I, I I had to change a lot of things in my life I had to change what I ate I had to change um the fact that I needed to take different supplements to help my body um slow just learn how to rest I never knew how to rest I never knew how to cry um, there's a lot of things that I had to do, but once you really understand that anxiety is not going to kill you and you can calm down and realize what it is, you can learn to just sit with the panic attack. And as you do that, they become less and less
0: like you almost surrender to right, it exactly, yeah, and yeah. let it kind of do its thing and pass. Right.
2: Sorry, I saw this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We love coffee here, guys. <laughs> what do you have today, tea mama? <laughs> um... I mean, you kind of touched on this earlier um, regarding your followers, like you being so transparent. Uh, what do you hope that they take away by you being so open?
1: Um, I hope that that people can learn how to be themselves more. Um, I started a YouTube channel not too long ago. And for the first time ever, I did a video where I came out of the closet. I, you know, I've I've been gay for, I mean, pretty much, I guess you can say my whole life, but I never really wanted to come out and say that I was because I was really embarrassed of that. So 20, so I made a video 20 years later called my coming out video 20 years later where I literally was just like this is who I am and I'm not embarrassed anymore mm-hmm. because I was raised in a religious home and I was super, super embarrassed. I thought I was going to go to hell. I thought I, I carried so much shame for that. So I hope that what my followers you know what what my followers can get out of is to come out of their own closet whether it's whatever the shame is whether you have been divorced whether you went to jail whether you didn't think you were the greatest parent for a while or you know you had an addiction I just I hope that everybody can just be raw and be their authentic self so that's what I hope that they can take take away from that that.
0: like come out of the shame closet Mm -hmm. yeah I think everybody kind of um has something that they're that they're struggling to come out of, like that shame closet.
2: I have to say, like,
0: your willingness
2: to be open, and I DM'd you a while back, um, but your willingness to, like, share your journey about, you know, going to therapy and just the different methods that you were using to heal yourself totally inspired me to start doing my own work and what I needed to get through. And I think I remember texting you or, mm-hmm. or dming you and i was like des you're part of the reason why i
0: went to therapy <laughs> yeah
1: that was pretty awesome
0: yeah i'm all same yeah yeah you know where i've been very transparent on podcasts that uh, i'm in trauma therapy and i'm doing a lot of inner work But it is, I think it's so important. I'm learning that it's so important to surround yourself with people who are also taking care of themselves. Or I like to call it like fighting the good fight, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because it does. Sometimes it can get really scary and it's really easy to just when it gets really raw and it it hurts, it almost feels like it hurts a little more to heal than to just live with it. Um, Can you relate to that? Yeah. Like in your journey where sometimes you're just like, it was easier just to kind of move through life like this.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, my 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 healing journey was excruciating for me because um, I was diagnosed with PTSD. And that was really hard for me as I started releasing uh, the trauma. My body really went out of whack. And I started experiencing the muscle spasms. I started experiencing numbness. I started experiencing tingling throughout my body, and I was, it was really, uh, it was really scary, and, um, yeah, it, the healing journey is, it's, it's really hard, but it's so, 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 so worth it, yeah.
2: What would you say are, like, the biggest benefits that you've experienced? Because I think when they're, when you're in that space of, like, trying to make the choice of doing the work or, masking or whatever we do to just survive, right? Like, what would you say are like the most beautiful benefits that you've received in doing your healing work?
1: One thing that I really had never experienced is quality time. I was really just looking for the next party. Um, I never was in, in the moment. And I really can experience that now is just being with my friends and putting my phone down and really getting to know my friends. And there's friends that I've known for a really long time and I'm like, What? I didn't even know that was your last name. You know, and it's because <laughs> but I knew what drink they drank, you know? So it was so one thing is quality time and um I also think that I, I never really looked at the world around me and absorbed that. I had never seen a sunset until a few like maybe like five or six months ago when Elisa showed me the sunset. And I was like Oh, that was cool. So where are we going to eat? You know, like, I I never experienced that. And two days ago, I was outside looking at the sunset. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, like, who put this here? You know, like, it was just really amazing. So 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 to be able to experience my senses, like even smelling, you know, smelling is like really huge to me, because I never realized how nostalgic smelling is. So when we we took this candle making class, I realized that I like the way that gardenia smells. And I'm like, Oh, my God, like just getting to know myself, I'm like, I didn't care about gardenia before. Like I didn't even know what it was. I don't even know how to spell it, you know. But like now, it's just taking me to a place where I'm learning my senses. I'm learning how to Mm right, how to value so many things now.
0: Um. So, how do you stay present while you're healing your past? Because I know personally, for me, um, as I'm in my journey, sometimes it can be really hard because it's kind of like you're right. We're in therapy, and the whole point of is to heal from whatever past experiences whatever traumas so how do you what's like an advice that you would give to me or other listeners like when you're having to go to the past what are ways to bring you back into the present and kind of just you know come back
1: I think I think the biggest thing is to really just to really just feel it sit with it and feel it because that's really the only way that you're going to that you're going to get through it. And that that's what everybody's um, everybody's problem is, is that they want to just bypass that. So we just you know, we all have addictions and we all just want to like, oh, let me buy something or let me go shop or let me eat something to yeah. just get away from the, what we're actually feeling. But it, but my biggest advice would just to be with to sit with it, feel it, because it's not going to last forever, although it feels like it is, it's not going to last forever.
2: And when you're in, like, kind of one of those spaces of feeling, like, you have to feel it, right? Like, I think for, like, for me, I can live there for long. what feels longer than I need to, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like, like, for me, what it looks like, like, depression can look like being in bed for a week, right? Like, that's what it looked like for me. Mm -hmm. And so... It was kind of like, okay, did I feel this? Like, where do you know it's like, okay, I felt this. Now I'm ready to shift out. Do you? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think because I'm like, oh, month ten, guys.
1: <laughs> well, no,
0: I just. I'll leave back.
1: <laughs> I think that you like, you know, like you, you don't, you don't just heal from one thing right away. Sometimes you, you heal from it and then you go back to it, you know, it's not like you're just going to heal it. And then all of a sudden, it's done. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I had experienced a suicide of somebody that was really close to me. And I for a long time, I was having these really bad nightmares of this person, of the suicide of finding this person. And as I went through my therapy, things started getting a lot easier for me and then months later i would have another dream so it was like oh well i guess i haven't healed from it but i don't i don't think that that's that's what it is i just think that the the healing the healing process that wound is going to be there and sometimes you may you may touch on it but that doesn't mean that you're you know it may it may not ever heal forever but you're going to learn how to how to rewrite it and think differently about it you know to me it's kind of like if you have a bruise like it's healing, and when you touch it's going to hurt a little bit. But ultimately, it's going to it's going to start healing on its own. So, yeah, like with time, at.
0: you might have like the color. I have right? a scar. But yeah, you know, it's not going to feel. Yeah, it's changing colors. It's visible. It's there, but it doesn't hurt as much right. as it did three, four days ago.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. I'm like, I'm like... <laughs> it's okay.
1: <laughs> Take some days in bed. Still, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
0: yeah right, and it's learning to give yourself that grace, right mm-hmm. um if like that's what you need to give yourself. Mm-hmm. um I think we also live in a society where we've been trained to just like to show up regardless of how we're feeling, mm-hmm. and then we carry a lot of shame when we can't show up when we should really just lay in bed or take some time for ourselves. We have like this little voice that's been conditioned to be like, no, like too bad. Suck it up. Like show up. Um, Do you feel like sometimes we're doing a disservice by having that mindset? Or do you feel like that we should just show up regardless of how, of how we're feeling? And that's why I asked you that question just to like um, dissect that a little more about your business, right? Like, let's say you're going into a therapy session and You know, you leave crying and all these things have just been pulled out. And how do you go into work? And I can imagine you do something that's very attention to detail and you have to be focused. Is that maybe like a therapy for you or is that or do you have to do work to be like, I need to get this done? Or do you say, you know, I'm going to take a couple of hours to myself and then go into work?
1: Yeah, I had that problem in the beginning when I first started therapy because it was really excruciating and I would go and I would go back to my shop and end up sewing the sleeves together because my mind was just like somewhere else. But now what I do is I went the, on the days I know I have therapy, what, I, what I'll do is I'll go in early and since my therapy is around 2 o'clock, I'll finish everything and then I don't go back to my shop. So I give Wednesday my day of, of self-care. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Definitely. What would you share with somebody? Like, if we came to you and were like, "You know what, Des? I'm thinking about going to therapy, but I'm really scared." Um, what are some things that you would share with people to kind of break down like those stigmas? I think we can all agree that society has kind of conditioned you're crazy for going to therapy. You know, I know when I first started therapy, I got questions like, do you want to go or do you have to go? And that kind of then gets you into your own spiral of like, oh my God, am I crazy? Like, so what would you share with somebody if they're just kind of having some fears about going to therapy, making that first step?
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. I know there's a big stigma behind therapy, uh, especially in the Latino community. Uh, When I started going to therapy, my mom was like... My mom had two comments to say about it. She's like, "Um, are you wanting to kill yourself? And then the second one was therapy is for white people. So there's just this stigma about, you know, about therapy is for, for white people in the Latino community. And I think it's pretty ridiculous. But I would... But well prior to to going to therapy, I also had those stigmas too. I was like, "Oh my gosh, am I crazy like what like what am I doing um but going to therapy, I have to share that it's one of the most amazing things that i ever that I ever did, and going to therapy really needs to be relabeled as like getting to know yourself um learning how to become more of who you are learning how to deal with your problems learning not to how not not to run away from things and knowing that you can go at your own pace and know that there may be times where it is hard but you know you you'll definitely get over it and you'll definitely get through it and it's literally one of the best things I ever did. You take a really
2: like holistic approach to your healing right? Yes. So can you elaborate a little bit on that and like what has helped you in
1: that yeah when I was diagnosed with uh, anxiety depression and PTSD the doctor prescribed me a bunch of medication I took the the medication for a few days and I was like I can't take this because I couldn't drink at that time drinking was so important to me so I was like well how am I gonna drink and at that time drinking was so felt so much better to me that was my medicine that I was like I rather drink fireball than to take this pill so I decided that I was going to do that. And as my anxiety got worse and worse, I had to drink more and more. And the more I drank, the the, the worse my anxiety got. So finally, I decided that um, I was going to go to acupuncture. So my therapist had recommended Dr. Chevalier at who is super amazing. You guys both know because you guys have both been there. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> Next Thursday, girl, I'm <laughs> <for you. laughs> yeah. So at that, you know, at that time, my therapist told me, you know, maybe you should go there, um, recalibrate your system. And, you know, she's just really amazing. And at that time, I was I was really afraid of acupuncture. I didn't know what it was my body had felt like out of whack and I was like oh my gosh this is gonna make me feel even worse you know and even though I have a bunch of tattoos I was still afraid of these little tiny needles like I was just like (laughs) this is so weird you know so like my like like literally like the first like four or five months I was terrified like I didn't even want to move when I was in the chair like I was afraid like it was gonna hurt I was afraid like my heart would stop like I, I was just having all these things that like you know what if I get up and I faint or you know so it was it was like really interesting to go to, to, through that period but i think also what was really hard was sitting there for one hour and having to face all that stuff that that was more painful than than anything but it was also so healing because i couldn't run from anything at that point mm-hmm. so after a few months she started recalibrating my nervous system she started um just doing her magic you know you know her magic She's and magic. yeah yes. and so all of a sudden i didn't want to drink anymore all of a sudden i was like let me have a kale smoothie. Like, I'm like, what the hell? You know, like, I was like, why don't I want pizza? You know, it was really weird. So that, that really helped me tremendously. And it really helped my body. And yeah, I wanted to do it holistically because I felt like I don't think there's anything wrong with medication. Medication is for some people. But for me, it wasn't for me. I wanted to get to the root of the problem. And I wanted to, to also be an example to my family who relies on medication for everything Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean acupuncture was huge for me it really really helped me a lot
0: well thank you so much for coming um i truly feel i'm sure jen agrees that you truly embody mind body soul Mm -hmm. to your journey Um, i feel You know, like we talked, you're going to therapy, you do holistic remedies, um, you advocate for others. Um, I truly feel like you are a light for mental health and I really look forward to you sharing more and helping myself and others around us grow and heal. Um, I know it takes a community, so we're very grateful to have you um, in this community. Um, Before we wrap up, 2019 is coming to an end um what's something that you're ready to let go of and what's something that you're looking forward to bring into 2020
1: i'm ready to i'm ready to surrender and that was always something that was very hard for me because i've always liked being in control so surrender for 2019 and for 2020 just learning to become more of myself
0: Mm.
2: I know it sounds so simple, right? Fucking beautiful though. I love it.
0: Yes. Before we close up, uh do you have anything coming up with your shop? Um any events? Yeah, what how are we wrapping up 2019? What does that look like for you?
1: Well, I put together a curriculum for the world's first embroidery school, so okay. I will be opening that up in January and then I will also be hosting my fourth annual vision board party in february as well
0: yeah <laughs> yay um again we're so happy you came to the table i hope you come back um i know i feel like again like we're just scratching the surface <laughs> like part two <laughs> yeah we have a lot of part twos yeah no this this journey is never ending right All right Thank you so much for sharing and inspiring
2: us. And like, really, you have inspired us to do our work too. So we love you and are truly so grateful for you.
1: Thank you. I feel the same way about you guys. Thanks.
2: Today and always, I take the time to honor my mental health. I do this by feeling my feelings, by giving myself love, and doing my inner work. Today I choose to feel and receive the love and support all around me. Hey beautiful soul, thank you for downloading, subscribing, and leaving a review on the Soul Based Mama podcast. Hey, it helps other soul-based mamas find us too. And we have so much gratitude to be along with you on this journey. We invite you to stay connected via Instagram. You can follow us at soulbasedmama. You can follow Mama Dre at themamahoodtea. And you can follow me, Mama Jen, at strength.is.within. Now get to work, girl. We'll see you next time.
0: This has been a Singing Moon Media production.